Hi friends, before we get to today's episode, we have a couple announcements for you. First of all, due to current situation with the pandemic and having to isolate, we are unfortunately not able to meet and record video episodes. We still wanted to put out the second season of the podcast for you friends, so for the time being, we will do it in audio-only format. We're recording in our own homes with separate setups, so the sound quality is going to be a little different for the two of us, and the flow of the conversation might seem a bit different from what you're used to, since we're talking to each other on video calls. So please bear with us as we make it work, given the current situation. The podcast is still available on all the same platforms, including YouTube, and we will return to filming video episodes as soon as we can meet in person again. We have another exciting announcement. We are now on Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you can support your favorite creatives with a monthly pledge that you can change or delete anytime. Our Patreon page will work as a tip jar with one tier that is two euros a month or more if you wish. The money will go towards paying for our podcast hosting fees. In the future, we hope to also create exclusive content for you on Patreon. So... If you enjoy listening to our podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. And now to today's episode. Hi friends, my name is Sasha. And I'm Mia. And this is the Drawing Club Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we are continuing the our conversation from last week that we had with Apila. Uh, it was really nice and but also really long so we split it into episodes and today you will hear the rest of it so if you didn't listen last week's episode please listen to that first because that's the beginning of the conversation <laughs> yeah but before we go into that we wanted to share our one thing that we want to share with the club what is your one thing you want to share with the club mia yeah, so as I've talked about on this podcast, I have I've been working on my part-time job from home and that has kind of been a lot of work. It's been like building up slowly uh, and that has meant that I haven't had very much time for my own creative work because I also feel like I need a lot more free time and time to recharge and take it easy. So, but uh, yesterday I had this really nice time working on my own creative stuff because I got my new wooden jewelry delivered and I spent a few hours kind of assembling my new earrings and gluing them and stuff and while I was doing that it, it was first of all it was just super nice to be doing my own stuff but while I was doing that I was watching uh, ContraPoints on YouTube and I think Sasha you also watch Natalie's videos? Yeah I've been watching Natalie for a while now <laughs> Yeah, I think it was you who, like, uh, recommended her videos to me. And, yeah, I've watched some of her videos before, but now I, like, really went on a binge for, like, at least three or four hours. I was watching her videos, and, yeah, I highly recommend them for, like, those. they're, first of all, amazing production value, but, like, she covers, and like, the topics she covers <laughs> are super interesting, and she does it in this really really fun and informative way and like visually stunning way as well so i highly recommend everyone check 
her out. Yeah. Don't know her already. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like amazed how much effort she puts into like every video. There is like so much, like her yeah. costumes and her makeup and like all the scenes that she creates are like so so amazing and uh yeah and, and yeah the all the humor is like i don't know everything yeah. is like <laughs> she's yeah. amazing she she's is. just yeah. amazing i know <laughs> i agree <laughs> yeah so go watch natalie contrapoints on youtube and my one thing that i want to share with the club is <laughs> a new podcast actually that i have started listening to yeah i always need new podcasts so please also recommend me podcasts <laughs> because yeah please recommend us i'm also always looking for more stuff <laughs> yeah because at my work i basically like at my day job i listen to podcasts pretty much all the time and also on my ride back and forth <laughs> i also listen to podcasts so yeah, I listen to like five hours of podcasts per day sometimes. Anyways, a friend of mine has recommended me this new podcast called Ologies. So it's like the the host, I think. Okay, I forgot her name. Ali something. She's a comedian. So she's also like really funny and really entertaining to listen to. And she interviews different people who study something. So it's like, yeah, so those are Ologies, like psychology or sociology but actually most of them are not psychology or sociology but they would be like volcanology or penguinology mm. or like all those like very specific things and it's so interesting to like listen to those people who study this very specific thing and they're so into it and they like and and it's amazing like because they can see how those things are so amazing because they know those things so well but also like when you learn about it from those people it's like okay i knew volcanoes were cool but like now i actually know like how cool they are <laughs> like it's really interesting and i mean it gets like pretty sciencey in some parts and like i don't understand all of it but also like the the point of it is f for it to be like accessible to everyone so it's not like super sciencey but of course sometimes those scientists when they start explaining something you're like i don't know i don't know <laughs> what, what what do you mean by this but it sounds very complicated and very cool <laughs> yeah. yeah and the last episode like the latest episode i listened i i don't go in order i just look at the names of the episodes i'm like oh this sounds interesting but yeah the one i listened to yesterday was or was it yesterday anyways the latest one i listened to was called Potterology. <laughs> so, oh, was it about pottery or about Harry Potter? Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this professor who is teaching chemistry in a university. And it's like she has this course that is a real course that is, well, I don't remember the the exact name of the course it actually sounds cooler than what i'm gonna say but it's something like chemistry for muggles <laughs> but it's actually it sounds even more interesting but it's like yeah she like studies all these things that like all the spells and like all the magic that happens in harry potter but then she kind of teaches about how some of those things could actually happen in real life with help of like chemistry and it's so interesting oh my god it's it was really interesting and also how like she is this 
this like huge Potter fan, but also this super cool chemistry professor and how like she put those things together and like her bosses actually let her do this course <laughs> in her school and like I'm like so jealous of students who actually can take that course. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds so amazing. I would definitely take that course if yeah. I was there. So, yeah, if there is, like, I was already telling Mia, like, if there is one episode mm. of this podcast you're going to listen to, it should be this. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but also, like, the other ones I listened to were also really interesting. Like, the ones about animals have been, like, so fascinating. So, yes. That has been my thing I wanted to share with you. Perfect. <laughs> yes. But now... We'll switch to our interview with Apila. So, yeah. Have fun. Enjoy. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but I want to also talk about your personal art because you do a lot of that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, from what, like, we know you, like, a lot of the topics you use in your personal art and your books and things are like you talk a lot about human rights and lgbtq plus topics and like these kind of very like socially important topics so could you like tell us more about like uh was it always like this uh, that your art has your art always had this very strong message and like why is it so important for you that your art uh, has this socially important message yeah i think i've been like Maybe like when I was uh, in high school, I started to like do this more that had these like messages, especially of like LGBTQ rights. And I had a lot of like queer characters in my comics back then. I didn't know why, what, what, what was that? But maybe it was because I was queer myself, but yeah. <laughs> Could have been. Like I was always like, yeah, because I was, I did for my, uh, for like graduation work from like uh, my C- like high school, I we had this like art diploma that you did like you had to do like a, some kind of art project to like show that yeah I'm art art high school student and th- for that I did a comic what was about like trans rights and back then I was like maybe I didn't realize what it was but now I'm like oh my god that's what I did like I was just like doing a comic about trans rights back then already (laughs) and I think it has continued ever since and maybe it's also because that's like the work that is most popular for me like I get like most most uh, people appreciate these works and they they get like the most like yeah uh, they get most popular so that's what I've been like maybe doing more but also because it, it is important for me of course and I think like if I can make art that has has characters then why not make the characters queer or something so like if it's gonna be like that like might as well have those representation there if I can uh, even if it's not like something that's like particularly about like queer rights I can still like make make the characters representative mm. in there and kind of like sneakily include these like feminist uh, thoughts in my work because even if I'm making work for a client that might not be like a feminist organization or anything like that I can still like kind of kind of include those like in the in the characters I portray or something else and or because I, I know like I had this like 
some client that I was like, oh, we want to you to draw like this uh, timetable for elementary school students, and you have to make the make the girls have girl hobbies and the boys boy hobbies. And oh, I was like, can we? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the boys are playing soccer and the girls are like like doing a ballet or something. I was just like seeing red. I was like, no, 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 like no. What is this? Fucking the fifties. And then I was, uh, I just. <laughs> I just sent in like the finished work where, where it was that the girls played soccer and the boys played ba uh, were dancing ballet and, I, and they didn't say anything about it. I was like, okay, this is perfect. And I was like, ah, I sneaked. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah, I like the sneaky. Yeah. yeah. Like even like, because I knew like if I started to like maybe because the client maybe was yeah pretty like traditional so maybe if i if i was like being like really like hey you can't do this maybe they would have been like Meh, and i maybe not like me so much so i was kind of like maybe i can just sneakily do this and the, <laughs> then i can still keep keep my job but like i i can do something that maybe makes them think and maybe realize something without being like mean mean about it or anything so yeah i think there is a way to do it even with these more traditional uh, clients that may not be so informed yeah so, yeah and yeah it has been like with me for for now for some time and i think now it has become like my brand so that's why people like hire me they're like oh you do this trans uh, trans or uh, like sex sexuality stuff so we want to like hire you because of that so i think it has been easier now for me to also do these projects for and of course yeah oh yeah you met you also asked about like my personal project not just as my client work but yeah in my personal project i also do this a lot because i think for me it's uh, easiest to tell about my own experience as because uh, i am a non-binary trans person so i always like try to i, w I like to like explore my own experiences because i think that is what is important to show because my experience is unique in a way everybody's experience is unique but also like it is something unique i can show to others and they i think people appreciate because there is not so much non-binary representation even still so even having these little little representations can can really help help uh, raise awareness and have some something uh, these young queer kids can relate to or even even old, older queer people so yeah yeah I, I try to like include it as much as I I can uh, I really see the value in it and yeah I also but yeah now it has become that that it's kind of like also this shackle in a way that I feel like I only have to do queer stuff to get any kind of like publicity and uh, it's just like uh, can I just draw cute pictures sometimes <laughs> also? Because <laughs> yeah. it can, like, doing activism all the time, it, it is kind of dra draining. And I had this, like, a moment moment before that I was just, like, I'm tired of always talking about trans stuff, like, because it is really draining to talk about your own, uh, own personal stru struggles, because I was also struggling a lot with my own gender at the time. So I was like, I have to take a break from this. But then now that now that I'm having some a break, I I want to like explore it again. 
but yeah, I think it's it is a good thing and a bad thing in a way because I feel like every time I apply for grants, I'm always like I can't get grants for anything else. But if I, it's easier to get these grants for like like trans uh, pro trans related projects, <laughs> then I'm like okay, but kind of like is this my only thing I can offer? Uh, but I want to maybe also offer other things than mm. things and to do different topics as well. Yeah. It can. Yeah, but I can totally. But yeah, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I think like feminism is like the topic that is most like in my work and also like animal animal rights is also something that's really and that's something that I can it's easier for me to explore because it's not so personal like mm -hmm. yeah I might like be like oh, have these like these uh, oppressions in a way because I'm uh, oh, that I can explore in feminist feminist like uh, ways but yeah I think it's something that is more uh, like distant in a way that it's not so personal all the time. So that's maybe easier for me to also uh, explore. So because like these personal topics can, can, can get really draining after a while. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I was okay. like, I can really relate to like when you, like w when your work like has more representation of different people, then you like get more like people, uh, people to want to ask you to like draw those things, and, and like kind of like all these organizations or all these clients who then have to do with those mm. topics that you're interested in, like who would want to work with you. Like I noticed, I don't like work a lot with organizations, uh, but I do a lot of portraits mm. for like for people. <laughs> Or like yeah. maybe not like a lot, but some. <laughs> and I mm. noticed that like whenever I draw, like especially people order portraits from me for like Valentine's Day and like weddings. Oh. And and it's it's funny because yeah, whenever I advertise portraits, a lot of them are of couples, and those couples uh, like uh, are often like same-sex couple couples or like. They're mm. very different, and I was like very in the very beginning. I was very intentional about like when I draw couples, I want them to be varied and like every kind of couple, or like maybe not every kind of couple, but different kinds of couples represented. And like, I think like more than half of my couples that I draw are like lesbian couples, <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm like I'm sure it's not the percentage of like people <laughs> who want portraits. Uh, who are lesbian couples because there are a lot of lesbian couples but they're not the majority of couples in the world but like because they are represented in my work already before then they see themselves in this work and then mm. they uh, or, or like their friend yeah, order. yeah mm. and sometimes it's even their friends like okay so my lesbian friends are getting married and I like I want to have to commission an illustrator to draw a portrait from them oh I've seen Sasha draw lesbian couples so like, yeah. like it's, it's interesting because I'm like I didn't really uh, like expect that but then I'm like eventually I was like why like I'm mostly drawing lesbian couples this is interesting <laughs> yeah but like I think it's a it's a very good like 
because I also always think that if I want to work with organizations, I want them to be the organizations I want to support. I don't want to just mm-hmm. like do work for some random whoever. Like it would be really nice to do work that you're paid for that is also activism. And I think it's like a very good idea that like if you want to do work with some kind of angle, do it already in your personal work and put it out. And then those organizations or those clients or whoever will see that and then they will associate you with those topics. If like those. uh, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me also, like a lot of the clients that I have are like kind of feminist, uh, feminist uh, value, valued have like feminist values or want to like show queer representation so i think that's why they they approach me and i think that it can it can be a really good thing but yeah i think and having like of course i want to have like clients that are like inclusive to queer people and who want to like who will like support feminist values like of course that's what i want to do and yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know what that yeah what else what there is but yeah Yeah, what, uh, can you tell us like what kind of personal work you usually do? Mm, like actually like recently I haven't been doing that much personal work and I think that's that's maybe something I want to do more. I had this like uh, exhibition coming up, but I think now that because of the corona situation, I think I'm going to have to delay it for uh, next year, but I have this exhibition coming up that is gonna it's gonna be at the Kuvit, uh, Galleria Kuvitus, so Illustrat- Illustrators Associations Gallery in Helsinki, and it's gonna be about like it's gonna be mostly about my own identity, but also exploring these uh, uh, like uh, this kind of online online. Uh, side of world i think this is what i explore a lot is like this online community and i'm really active in like the art alley artist alley artist alley scene in finland i go to a lot of events of course now i can't but yeah it is really something that i love doing like going to like events and selling my art and i have this kind of kawaii anime influence style that's one but it's something that i i before I used to draw like really like manga inspired art, but the art school beat that out of me. I think they didn't re- they didn't really like it there. So I was like kind of kind of I wanted to get out of that because they were like, oh, you're the you're the person who draws manga, and I was like, what? Well, like I had to wanted to like maybe yeah, I was kind of like pressured to f- change my style because of the feedback, but also. I didn't want that to be the thing that I was only recognized for. But I think now that I've been embracing that side also more, because that's where I came. That's why I got inspired by like comics in the first place was like like Japanese manga. And I think that's something I should embrace and not just like like kind of be ashamed of anymore. So, yeah, that's like some. And uh, I do this kind of kawaii, kawaii style, cutesy stuff a lot of the time. And I want to like show this fantasy for world because for me also like I want to do art that is not like something I wouldn't draw something that is not like in this world 
and I want to like create something that is like fantastical. Because if I if I want to show something that is in this world, I can just take a picture. But but with drawing, I can do something that is not there actually. So that I think and also comics is like so wonderful because I can do whatever I want, like tell a story about something that is couldn't like maybe I couldn't tell if I shoot a video or something like I could make a film but it was really expensive but making a comic out of it it's more cheaper and I can show whatever I want because I can draw whatever I want and that is something that I want to create with my art but also like recently maybe I've been exploring these autobiographical, autobiographical <laughs> elements in my comics like doing autobiographical comics and it is pretty hard for me still I, it is so hard for me to like uh, explore my own life but it's getting better but yeah I, I always I sometimes use this like do these fantastical things because it's like easier and not so like draining emotionally because <laughs> it's like a fantasy world la 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 <laughs> it's not it's it, it's escapism uh, but yeah, doing like these autobiographical works, it's really like you have to be naked in front of the audience in a way, like show your like most inner traumas and turmoils. It is pretty scary because I know I've been working on this uh, autobiographical comic book, uh, which is called Uyo, which is about like social anxiety and uh, shyness. And it's kind of like, it's going to be about my childhood and my teenage years and also my recent years like how has my shyness and this like social phobia affected my life and how has it like made me who I am today because it was something I realized there wasn't like any comics about this topic that I that I knew about at least so that's what I what I wanted to explore and also, I had this like really nice publisher who was like really like encouraging me to explore autobiographical stuff because they knew that my experience is something that is uh, worth telling. So I it was I think that was a really good push for me to do this comic, but I know it's not gonna be easy, and so yeah, it's a it's a process. But yeah, if I it's like artist ali anime kawaii stuff is what I do to like escape my worries and maybe these comics are my comics are really like maybe more dark dark and uh, kind of serious serious and more maybe this it's me mental health related and like psychological stuff because that's really like what I what I really in my the movies because for me like making graphic novels is like making movies but i don't know how to make movies so i make comics but yeah <laughs> it's some the movies that i like are like this psychological kind of kind of movies that make you question your reality and the way you like exploring humanity's darkest sized so yeah i really love the the sound of your new comic and I can't wait to read it because I it sounds like it's something that I can relate to so I can't 
way to read that. But also, I, yeah, I totally relate to this kind of wanting to wanting your art making to be kind of an escape because I definitely see like often when I want to draw, it's kind of to calm down and it's kind of, yeah, it's mm -hmm. like es escapism. I want to create this calm world and and kind of, uh, but I, I've noticed when I, I recently did like kind of my first real comic or it was like this zine called Taking Care where I kind of uh, showed ways that I deal with anxiety and depression, kind of like self showing mm -hmm. ways I, take care of myself and that was like it was so hard because <laughs> mm. yeah I don't like in my art I don't really deal directly with with a lot of issues so it was really challenging to try and do that I, it was also very enjoyable but I like it was very difficult to approach it from that point of view suddenly yeah, it's so draining. I don't know, like maybe some people have it like more easy to talk about their own like stuff in their work. But for me, it's like has been like so hard. And yeah, it's this mm -hmm. process. It's getting like better, but I know like and for me, it also is because because I know it's so difficult. Then I know it's something worth telling because mm -hmm. it is something I think this topic is can it can bring so much to others. So I see the value in doing that. Definitely, and I want to like do it, but yeah, it is emotionally draining. And then I need to like yeah, have some balance in doing some uh, cutesy children's illustration in the world. <laughs> 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 not not just like look through my old trauma, cause that is a, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> do you ever like, cause you share a lot about, yeah, your own experiences. Do you ever feel like? Like, should I even share this or like, uh, like whether it matters and because like, I know like a lot of us, I think at least I have. OK, <laughs> I have this thing, <laughs> yeah. this thing that I really want to sometimes make like I even have some situations where I have like, OK, this should be a comic, but <laughs> or like an illustration or something like I really have some some experiences that I really want to share but like for me for example a lot of it is around like being an immigrant and and then sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like okay is this like too am I like making too much of a deal around this like is this uh like somebody has it even worse or like some important issue like some things that should be in art are like even more important issues or like or like okay these are like some little racist things but then like people of color have it like even worse and like <laughs> and i'm at least not always seen like you know like all these little things that tell me that i shouldn't like put this make this work and make like a big deal out of these situations like do you feel your inner self sometimes like keeping you from sharing your experiences like that yeah, I think I think I think they definitely relate to that, like in a way that like I think like is is my story like that important in a way. But now I've been like maybe getting over that. I, and I think like I've been like reading more stories about maybe more even more like casual stuff. And I think it's really interesting to read about even people's kind of everyday lives. And it can be really interesting, even if it's maybe not so like dramatic all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that has a value to in telling that. Everybody, everybody's like stories worth telling 
and I also maybe in a way to like document the modern day. So I definitely think you should tell your stories. I think I would be interested in reading those and seeing those. Yeah, same. But I totally get that why you have that feeling. Maybe for me, what is most like censoring me is, can I tell this? Is it like maybe a little bit too much for the people around me? Because I have to also, if I'm doing like autobiographical comics, I have to think about who I can show and are the people willing to be shown in my comics? Because like if I show... So my family or my friends, like, how are they gonna be affected by the comic? So that's that's one one thing I decided decided was that I'm not gonna show anybody other than myself. Or if I show anybody else, I'm gonna show them in a positive light. So they're not gonna get any like bad repercussions from it. So their their image is gonna be good even after comic. And the only person I can uh, I can portray negatively is myself <laughs> so like if, if if there's any any like problems with the comic it's all on me and not anybody else so that's something that's something I really struggle a bit because especially showing showing like vulnerability in comics and like my own personal trauma it is really like how are people gonna think about me maybe mm. that's how I'm and we like like are they gonna like think I'm think less of me or something so uh, that's something I mostly struggle with but I don't like I I I think I maybe have like kind of like I think my story is worth telling and I think everybody should have that feeling like so I don't have maybe that but I just think like how it's gonna affect other people if I show this story yeah because I have like some pretty like fucked up shit that happened to me and I'm like, I don't know, like how are kind of people think about me if they know this? <laughs> but yeah, I have to. But maybe I was like, especially because I've been a teacher, I have to like be like, eh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I don't want my students to like know this about me maybe. So, but now that I maybe kind of maybe... I want to move more away from teaching and focus on my own art more. And that's kind of like why I chose tattooing, because <laughs> you can do whatever and still be a tattoo artist and nobody's going to be like, okay, <laughs> teach my children. Like, tattoo artists can do, like, you, it's, it's kind of like the bottom, bottom of the pile, like, where all the <laughs> criminals go. So, like, <laughs> they're not going to care, care what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right well actually uh, I think it's time we move to a question of the week but uh, I just wanted to mention one thing you're Apila you're doing this Uyo uh, project as part of this Kone residency right mm -hmm. yeah. yes it's like the it's Kone foundation's uh, home residency yeah so I'm doing like the Uyo graphic novel during this this time and and then uh, next week there's gonna be some uh a person coming to interview me <laughs> uh, so they're gonna have like an art article about the residency on their website oh. but oh, cool, huh? yeah and 
Yeah, I just wanted like for yeah. non-Finnish listeners to let them know that Kone Foundation is like this big foundation in Finland that has been like for years now supporting a lot of artists with like pretty big <laughs> projects and uh, and now like during this self-isolation time they have like started this uh, um this extra kind of uh, fund where they uh, like may give gave grants to a lot of artists who currently can't uh work or like who have some projects that they can do at home because they can't really do projects elsewhere and th- yeah they're calling it home residency because i guess <laughs> because people can't travel to like do actual residencies so uh mm-hmm. so that artists can stay home and do their work and um apila was one of the grantees and congrats <laughs> on congrats. that yeah but i just thought like it's it's such a nice uh, i mean like kone is not the only foundation who has been doing some um like giving grants to artists because artists are now also like in a difficult situation because of the crisis but uh, yeah i just thought it's like a very nice thing that like at least we have some uh some ways that artists are financially supported their work and like yeah and i think especially now in like uh, i think for me it was because uh, there's wasn't there's only one like uh, other comic artist who got this grant now and i think the most of the people who got the grant are like performing artists because they can't perform right now because there's no concerts there's no like theater plays going on right now so i think for them it was even more important because for me i can do my work at home easily <laughs> so it's not like a different different like it's not so like a change for me this uh residency at home it's just like i work from home anyway <laughs> but yeah it is really nice to have this opportunity to uh, focus on the graphic novel and also get this kind of like recognition from the from conan satya because it is a like nice pat on the back like to s- show me that okay this project is important if they want to support it so it mo- motivates me to work also <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right should we go to the question of the week then Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Kimi Kimi Ya asked us, or I think <laughs> I think they asked me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you tell us more about your cats, uh, like their names and how you got them? So, but we thought let's all answer this question about our pets. Or for those of us, <laughs> hi Mia, <laughs> who don't, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, <laughs> who don't have pets currently, maybe you can share about um, your past pets. <laughs> but yes, I guess but should I start? Because I think this was about my cats. <laughs> yes, sorry. go ahead. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think it's because like in our previous episodes, when we recorded them in my home, there would be some instances of sudden noise yeah. or even a sudden camera fall <laughs> because of my cats <laughs> so yeah i have two cats uh my older cat is called notka she's 10 years old now so we've had her for like wow. for a long time we had her since she was a kitten she was actually born to like uh, a, f- a friend or like a friend of a friend had a cat and her cat had kittens and we just asked her we at that time my partner and I kind of just randomly decided that we want a kitten and then we knew that 
her cat has kittens every now and then so we just asked do you have any kittens mm-hmm. coming <laughs> and she had and she had two people already in line and she said like usually she has two kittens but sometimes she has three so if she has three you can have the third one and she had three <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and we got notka and notka is she i think she's like half british blue cat like this i don't know much about cat breeds and i don't really care about cat breeds but i think so she has this really fluffy like this short but like very puffy kind of fur she's like she's really cute (laughs) anyways but yeah she's not she's not very friendly she doesn't like anyone (laughs) she's an independent cat (laughs) yeah she's a very independent cat and she doesn't like to be picked up and she doesn't like to be uh disturbed in any way so if you if you like sit down or lie down and she comes and sits on your lap or next to you it's like a blessing it's like wow i've been chosen (laughs) yes and our second cat is called maya and we actually only got her in november like 2019 so she has only been with us for like what four five months six months not that (laughs) not that many months (laughs) Uh, yeah, and she's a rescue, and I actually brought her all the way from Moscow. I I have this shelter that I've been following on Instagram, and I really like their work. And the people who run the shelter, they also own, like, a little vegan shop. Uh, so they're, like, these really cool small entrepreneurs who are also volunteers, and they... Like, they don't even have, like, a space for the shelter. They just have a lot of different... Uh, foster families who like keep those cats and dogs and bunnies actually (laughs) Uh, yeah so anyway I really liked their work and one day also we kind of just realized like okay we we want a second cat it was also like very kind of like for 10 years we didn't want a second cat and then one day we were like I think we are ready we need a second cat so then I just like messaged them and I was like okay I want to adopt a cat and they told me who was healthy and available at that time and we picked Maya and she was a kitten. She was like seven months old when we got her. And mm-hmm. I traveled all the way to Moscow by two trains and and then back with like I just met Maya at the train station and like took her and left. And like <laughs> and, I, and I was at first so nervous that I was like with a cat who doesn't know me. But Maya is like so sweet. She lo- she's the opposite. She loves everyone. <laughs> She's, she's like, like a dog. Yeah, she <laughs> she's is. like a cat who's secretly a dog. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. She she's not like scared of people. She trusts everyone, and she like if you pick her up, she's like really happy. She's like, please pet me. But also, she's like maybe because she's really young, she has so much energy. She wants to play all the time. She wants to like climb everywhere, ruin everything, and she like climbs up curtains. <laughs> Actually. Uh, just a couple weeks before we move out, she broke a curtain rod on one, one of our windows <laughs> because she oh, cl- no. climbs wow. up the curtains all the time and sits on a c- curtain rod. And one day she fell down with the curtain rod. <laughs> yeah, and luckily, like, no plants or cat <laughs> were harmed. But yeah, she's like that. She's like extremely energetic cat. Yes. 
<laughs> this is did, did I take like forever to <laughs> talk about cats? No, yes. but this is this is I quality content. <laughs> this is quality content. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Attila, do you wanna talk about your pet? <laughs> yeah, well actually I have like uh two dogs. You've met one of them. This oh is, yes! Uh, you just got dogs. a second dog, right? It's a new thing? Uh, no, actually I, I can tell the whole story. So okay. it's gonna be So I have one I have one dog uh who is uh from Romania. I adopted him uh three years ago. Oh actually it's like four. Coming in uh, Johannes in the summer, it's gonna be four years that I got Dasko. So Dasko is uh, from Romania through this organization called Kulkurit or Hobo Dogs. And I adopted him with my ex-boyfriend. So we like adopted him together. But it was more of my, maybe my, my project. I was like, oh, look at these dogs alone in Romania. They're so sad. And I want this one who smells so funny. So we <laughs> adopted him. It was a really long process, actually. And... Maybe I'll not get into too much, but like we had to wait a half a year to get him because he had some like um, health issues. So we had to wait half a year and they were like, oh, do you want to change the dog? Because he's like a little bit sick. But I'm like, no, I want Dasko. Like I fell in love with him like because he has this stupid smile. So I was like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> so we wanted to get, get him. So and he has been in Finland now for like uh, four years. So. He's a very precious little boy, and he's now he's like, but they don't know the age because like he's a street dog, so they have no idea what his age is. But uh, they said maybe like around three years old when we got him, so now he's maybe like seven years old. So he's getting getting to a little grandpa age, but yeah, he's a very sweet boy. He's like really shy, but once he like uh, he's like very like motivated by treats, so. <laughs> If you have something to eat, I remember he tried to eat like Sasha's uh, like uh, this uh, bread or something. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's like always begging for food if he if he sees somebody eating. So Very and this relatable. other dog, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a very sweet boy. He's a very small dog, like maybe eight kilograms. So very small dog, and we got a DNA test on him, so he's actually. Wow. Officially, a uh, uh, Eastern Eastern European village dog. So it's like a, a street dog, basically a street dog. That breed is it's not like a real breed, but it's like it's like the street dogs have like lived so long and uh, reproduced there there so long. It's become like kind of like its own breed by this point. So it's like so wow. like, they bred themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> selective street. <laughs> Street living, okay. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and uh, the other dog that uh, we have, I have this uh, other dog called uh, Bulma, which is it's from Dragon Ball. The name I didn't choose it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 if, if you watch Dragon Ball, then you know who Bulma is in the in the comics, and so she is about sev seven years old as well, and. Uh, I have him, I mean her, I have with my ex-boyfriend as well. So she usually lives with my ex-boyfriend, but at this moment she's now with me. So she visits often and then uh, she can be with, with, uh, with Dasko. But they don't really get along super well. They're not like fighting or killing each other, but they, I think they're like, they're, they want to be the only one uh, 
who gets all the attention. So we decided to like keep them separate when we like broke up with my ex. So uh, he got Bulma and I got Dasko. And I think the dogs are really happy to be like, be the only dogs and get all the attention. But they do appreciate being together sometimes. And so we like exchange, exchange them like, <laughs> Like children after a divorce were like, who gets this dog this weekend? And we're like <laughs> keeping them like, uh, yeah, because I, I really also, I'm, I start to miss Bulma if I don't see her because she's, yeah. she's so precious. She's my baby, even if she doesn't live with, live with me full time. But yeah, so she comes visit sometimes and she's uh, like um, from Finland, but uh, we got her through a friend who who got, got the, I don't know like where he got it, but like it was like some teenager had taken a puppy and then they couldn't take care of Bulma. So they were like, oh, we're gonna have to kill this dog cause it pees all over the place, it's crazy. And I was like, what the hell? Like uh, it's, it's, you just can't take care of it, but you just shouldn't like go and like get it like euthanized because of that. So we were like, oh, we can get, we can take, take her because uh, like of course we don't want the dog to be euthanized so we like we can take the dog and it's a uh, Bulma is like I can understand she is a little bit like a, uh, um, a more like difficult dog like maybe not the easiest dog to take care of but she's still like very lovely but she has she has a lot of lot of personality and she's like super active even at this uh, granny age because she's now seven years old she's still like super active and hyper hyperactive and always like running around and wanting to play so Aww. she's <laughs> she can be a handful at times but she's so very lovely loves to give kisses and everything and she's half Aww. half jack russell terrier and half uh dashund this mixed breed dog but yeah mm -hmm. she's also like yeah rescued in a way but yeah, those are my dogs, and I talked a long, long time about them as well. So I think we can give give me Mia like an hour to talk about previous <laughs> pets. Also. Yeah, I could talk <laughs> forever about <laughs> my pets. Yeah, I was like, how can I, how can I say this like shortly? But I <laughs> not possible, not possible. Not, but no, no. Okay. You can okay. go ahead, Mia. <laughs> yes, so I'm gonna talk about my the only dog I've ever had, uh, Misty, my childhood dog, my sister. <laughs> uh, I love her. I mean, she has passed, but uh, I think I was maybe 10 years old when we got Misty, and she was actually a puppy from my grandma's dog. So then actually we got like, it was a surprise. We didn't know that we would get a dog. I mean, I had always wanted a dog because I loved animals, but... And we went to see when they were puppies, and I was like, please, 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 can we have one of the puppies? But my mom was like, no, no way. But then, mm -hmm. suddenly, Misty appeared <laughs> in our life. <laughs> and, yeah, she was just the best dog. She was like a Labrador. Oh, but the best. But kind of, but not like a... <laughs> full on like kind of mixed oh, okay. I don't know what you call that mm -hmm. but you know she was a yeah not like a breed dog but she looked like a black lab but a bit kind of smaller <laughs> but yeah she was like the kindest sweetest dog she was like super enthusiastic and I think for the first like 
maybe like seven years, people always thought she was still a puppy when they met her because she would like <laughs> jump around. She got so excited about everything and she just, she was like so kind to everyone. And yeah, she was like my sister because I grew up with her and yeah um but then yeah when I was like in my mid-20s she passed away she lived I think she was like 14 so she lived Mm. a nice long life and yeah I I still really miss her and the only reason I don't have a dog right now is because unfortunately my partner is super allergic (laughs) so all I have is my memories of Misty and of course I have thankfully some friends who have who have pets who I can come and cuddle, mm-hmm. <laughs> cuddle with and play with, which is like the best. But yeah, I miss having a dog and I miss Misty. She was the nicest dog ever. <laughs> mm. I mean, no offense to any other dogs. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's always, you know, your your dog is your the dog, of course. Dog. My, my, I know my cats are the best cats in the world. Like, no, <laughs> objectively. <laughs> I'm always like we always talk with my partner we're like how did it happen that we of all the people we are the ones who got the best two best cats in the world I don't know somehow that happened (laughs) yeah Oh, this was so nice to. But I was also thinking, like, this could also be a whole separate podcast just talking about (laughs) pets. Pet stuff. Pet edition. (laughs) Yes. Please tell us if you want a pet podcast episode. (laughs) We could do another hour of just pets. But, anyways, oh, this was amazing. Uh, Thank you, Apila, so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I hope I didn't, like, get too like uh, carried away and take all of your time but like, <laughs> it's a lot of like I want to share also my my experience yeah I, I, I learned so much helpful. from you mm. oh, yeah same you. yeah I I'm sure our listeners will appreciate all of your wisdom mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> how is your drawing by the way it's uh I'm almost done with the line art I'm pretty like perfectionist with my line art so (laughs) I think I'm still gonna take a while a while to finish it and then probably gonna just color it with like flat colors or something so it wouldn't be too too much like maybe show in the Skype but you you won't see oh oh zoom out oh (laughs) it's cute so cute oh my god yes All right. Well, please send us to us once it's finished because we have to put it in the end of this video so that the listeners oh, can yeah. also see or like the ones who are listening on YouTube, it will be in the end of the video and the ones who are listening yes. the audio, it will be on our social media. Yes, I'll send so, you the finished one. Yes. How about you, Mia? How is your drawing process? So, I actually have two drawings now. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one, this portrait of Hermione, I finished. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> she's Ooh. holding Crookshanks and oh, a bunch of books and scrolls. <laughs> and then I also started a portrait of myself with Misty. <gasps> oh, of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, she's so tiny. I don't think she's actually that tiny, but for maybe this is like a puppy, puppy version. Of yes, her. puppy version. But yeah, oh, but this was so nice. 
What about you, Sasha? Where are uh, you? Well, yeah, I finished the leaf thing, but I mean, it's just a um, oh, like pattern. A yeah. Yes. But then I also started some <gasps> abstract thing, but it's still in the process. So I'll finish it off camera and let's see where it goes. Yeah, I like the colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's this yellow and red blob pattern. Ooh, yeah. I want to see it finished. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And thank you, Apila, for joining us. And those of you who were drawing with us, please also share your drawings on social media and tag us so we can see them and repost them. And Apila, would you like to tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes, I am Apila Pepita on Instagram. That's my illustrations uh, account. And then I am Apila Tatto, Apila Tattoo. Uh, that's my tattoo Instagram, if you want to go follow my tattoo apprenticeship stories. But yeah, Instagram is where I'm most active at and also have Twitter, Twitter Apila Pepita. So yeah. Go follow me. See what <laughs> <I do. laughs> yes, go follow Apilat. All the links are gonna be in the on YouTube in the description and on the audio stuff. They're gonna be in the show notes. So go follow Apila and follow our podcast wherever you're listening. Please hit a follow because that's very important <laughs> if you yes. listen to us and give us all the likes and reviews and on on the app you're listening to whatever you can do do it <laughs> <laughs> yes on youtube subscribe like <laughs> you know yes. you know what to do <laughs> yes all right well see you in the next episode but for now bye bye yes bye bye, bye. thank you for listening to the drawing club podcast you can follow us on Instagram at Drawing Club Podcast or email us at drawingclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me, Mia, on Instagram at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova. This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova. Olli Arni created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitri Zerbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends. <laughs>